0: This season on Made Up Murder, the improvised murder mystery podcast. Alma, mater, murder? Made up, made up, murder. Remember, first, this is the best 10-year reunion you can even imagine. Second, one of these people will soon be dead and at the hands of one of the others. Jeez, and they wouldn't invite me to parties in high school.
1: Charlie, last. I'm going to wash my hands. I feel dirty.
2: Not sure this bathroom sink will make them any cleaner. Mm. It's a high school men's
1: room. Oh, hey,
3: mm-hmm. hey Charlie. Don't worry, I wasn't going to use the bathroom. I was just going to collect my thoughts here.
1: Pete, you shuffled in here like Charlie Brown after kicking a football.
3: Well, I'm just trying to figure out what to do with my life. I mean, I can't... Ball state's not going to...
1: How is uh How is your wife,
3: Chartreuse?
2: I don't think that's her name. I'm gonna call that right now.
1: Hey Pete, how's uh, it going?
3: Hey, hey Charlie. Uh, good, it's good, to see you. Um, it's Rebecca. So oh, uh,
1: okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, what I call her is Chartreuse. I, I enjoy. Is
2: Carpinteria your mom's nurse's real name? Yes, it
1: is. I don't know. I that feel attacked. That. I came here to reconnect with my high school friends, then find them. Oh. You cut me under my armor. How is Rebecca uh, and her lily-white parchment skin?
3: It's her... I don't know how, how lily-white her, her skin was. Um, She's...
1: She was? Oh, th- shit. He... What? Wait. <laughs> is she dead? Uh, I, I feel like I saw her a week ago. What? No, I didn't. Shh.
2: Just let him say what happened.
3: Look, I didn't... I didn't want to mention her passing because I. It,
1: <laughs> this is I, very upsetting to me that she's dead. You didn't know her name, Chartreuse, I'm so sorry. Celeste, I just sorry, thought you were just me.
3: being you were just being rude, and I was not. I didn't want
1: to. Explain it. her death now. Tell me. I want to know as she if I've seen it. She works
3: in what? Okay. Um, she worked at a, at a at a warehouse at Target, and um, she was operating the forklift. If you must know. Um, and she backed into a couple of pallets, um, of, uh, kitchenware.
1: Just loose flatware.
2: (laughs) She got, she got pummeled by plates, is what you're saying?
3: By, no, the, the plates, the plates fell into the forklift and it caused some spark or malfunction. It was like a freak, a freak accident. Um,
1: Oh, I told her she needed to quit that job. Are you suing them?
3: Yes. Yes. Of Good. course. Yes, we're, we're suing them. It, it, which is actually helpful because, like, my plan is not to work at all say, forever. I mean, I read about these startup folks and you know entrepreneurs and the nice lives that they lead.
2: I mean, it's fine. It's. I don't have a startup, but I work for a like an online t-shirt design oh. company to do graphic design. And it's fine. You're not missing that much to be honest. Allstate probably has a better benefit
3: than Oh no, but page. but I'm sure I'm sure like when once once you guys, you know, you attract an investor, I don't know, like anyone would be interested in graphic design. Beat. Like Kodak or Pete. Yes, yeah, Celeste.
1: Carpinteria will soon be going to Mar- to Mars. And I will be needing a new nurse for mother. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think going from being an all-state
2: agent to being a geriatric nurse is an easy transition for someone who is clearly yes. mourning
1: a loss. The, the only thing you have to do is cook spicy food in the kitchen, put it and, in a Tupperware, and, and, your mother. and open it in front of my mother and have her yell at you for okay, opening look, it.
3: Okay, look, look, I, I, I still cannot tell if you are just being purposefully rude or not. Um, that being said, that will not put me into a path of fortune, so.
1: Did Rebecca say anything about me when she left?
3: Her final words. No, they were not about you.
1: Well, she she didn't they? say I'm driving a forklift, Celeste. shop talking to okay, I'm thinking um, of you.
3: No, I'm afraid.
2: I'm. You know that the like the center of the universe is not
1: you, right? Celeste. No, right. Then there's no reason for me to think that. Uh, there's no reason for me to think that she would ever be thinking of me. You, you just, just asked. Ridiculous. Right? No. Uh, <laughs> uh,
3: Was did were my dying wife's last words about? some rich chick that we went to high school with
0: i
2: what, to her you, i was something do you know what her last words were wait what hold on i must go <laughs>
1: carpentaria where is that blasted woman she's never oh, she, where i need her
3: she must be re- researching her mars trip
1: <laughs> <laughs> i hear it does take a lot of prep to go to mars you have to physically be ready Carpentry is fine. Just roll her into a barrel and shoot her out into space. She'll be fine. She's a hardy woman. She's a human. <laughs> I'm sorry.
3: I'm very upset about... things. I'm, I, I don't understand what you have to be upset about. I mean, you're you, you had all the wealth in high school. You have all the wealth now. I mean, the worst thing you have is a dying mother.
2: That's pretty bad. Not to someone who just lost his wife like a week ago. Did she ever have
1: a chance to, to <laughs> visit that family farm?
3: No, not the coyote farm.
1: The coyote farm? Yep, 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 yep,
3: yep, yep. Stop, please stop. That's I'm, I'm traumatizing.
1: <laughs> I just remember that it meant a lot to Rebecca.
2: Anyway, you didn't remember Rebecca's name two minutes ago. How could you know about the Coyote Farm? What do you know that we don't know, Celeste? Uh...
1: (laughs) I know that her favorite color was chartreuse. I know that she enjoyed lilies in the spring. I know that she enjoyed the yipping of coyotes as they narrowed in on their kill in the desert moonlight.
3: Did you have a relationship with my wife? No. Did you have a relationship with my wife?
1: Yes! Oh, that feels good to get it off my chest. I feel much better. Pete? Pete, you okay? I'm Pete. so sorry. Your life is in utter shambles, and I've only made Celeste, it worse. just
2: be quiet. Let him cry it out. It, it, it'll be okay. It'll be okay, bud.
4: Uh, shit.
1: Um...
4: To cut the tension,
1: Charlie, have you made any websites that I would have stumbled upon on my mother's iPad?
2: I, I do graphic design on t-shirts.
1: <laughs> oh, this entire time, <laughs> I thought it was
2: a computer thing. I mean, it is in a way. I do the design on a computer. Mm. Um, my My favorite one that I've done recently is just a picture of uh, like a fish but it doesn't have a fish's tail it has like a dog's tail
4: mm. like
3: did a, you have like, sex? Like, ah. <laughs> uh, Pete
2: do you really want to know yes these?
3: I want to know
1: no okay. we didn't we made love
2: <laughs> so it, the, it <laughs> has she like, like it? a caption did underneath she like it, it? The fish
3: dog. Did she like the it?
1: Underneath Charlie, it. no
3: one cares about your fucking t-shirt. Have you ever
1: designed a Charlie, shirt? Charlie, no Noah... one have you ever designed a shirt that said we had a connection that no one could touch? No, why would I do that?
2: I don't know.
3: Yes, have you ever designed a t-shirt of a dying wife in a forklift? Fucking some rich woman who runs a coyote farm.
1: Also, no, why would I do that?
3: I don't know. Maybe Celeste threw you a shitload of money. I'm sorry.
1: You know I can't, I'm very sensitive about this. I can't touch the money until Mother dies. I actually do have a shirt that says that. Give me <laughs> 10 of them. <laughs> Carpentry will wear all 10 at once.
2: Why? <laughs> she only needs one shirt, she's a person.
1: <sighs> That's what she keeps telling me. Jeez,
0: this suspense is killing me. Well, not killing me like it's going to kill one of these people. (laughs) Anyway, when the cops asked me to tell them what I'd seen, I simply had to tell them about the conversation I saw by the fruit punch bowl between JD and Celeste. Juicy.
4: Mm. Mmm. Something on your mind, Celeste?
1: Mmm. I'm just feeling aloft, I don't know,
4: unmoored. Those are, those are interesting feelings to explore. How, how would you describe those feelings?
1: Oh, I feel like you're deriving some sort of sexual pleasure from this.
4: I wouldn't say sexual pleasure. There's a sexual element here. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd, calling it pleasure would be to debase the experience that I'm having.
1: Oh, come on. We can't play around this. Our sordid past in the bar in El Paso. That was a one-time thing. I was low. Mother had just fallen ill.
4: She's had a rough decade. I, I, I didn't come back here to, uh, to stir up any, any old beefs or any old grudges. I, I, I just really wanted to get back in touch mm-hmm. with everyone and, you know, see what everyone's really about now and.
1: And hoist your dirty artwork on them.
4: Well, the dirty artwork is always going to be a part of me.
1: Okay. I'll accept it. I'd, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm just tired. I, I, I'm tired of, of trying to find something that, that wasn't. I don't know. I, I expected that we'd walk back here and it would be just as it was. We would be.
4: It's a reunion, not a time machine. You know? It's, oh, boy. We travel through this life and experiences add on to what we are. And soon we are much like my blazer. Uh, your uh,
1: stiff blazer.
4: Yes. Caked. It's a stiff. We are all stiffed and caked with the dirt of experience and time oh, and regret and heartbreak. You've
1: been caking little mud patties and diatomaceous earth onto your blazer for weeks just for build up to this? Ugh.
4: This is the experience we're all having. We are all caked in dirt.
1: Listen, this walk and talk by the fruit punch bowl is all good and great, but
4: been wondering why we won't stop we, walking around we this have table. We've been walking around this table
1: non-stop. I've been hoping that some of that dirt would cake, flake off in this walk, but...
4: Some of it has. It's leaving a trail that I think is quite expressive of it's a very my guilt.
1: Hansel and Gretel breadcrumb situation. You're seeing it!
4: You're seeing it!
1: Uh, listen, this makes it all the harder for me to confront you about this.
4: What, what is it?
1: You quit our doubles team the night before regionals.
4: I I just couldn't play anymore. I just couldn't play tennis with you anymore.
1: Why? Why? We were we were so close, we well gosh, I I I I remember feeling so alive with you bouncing across that court, whipping the balls back and forth, feeling like we belonged in the Jonathan Country Club.
4: Of course you felt like we belonged in the country club.
1: Well, yes, I would get fresh I, waters.
4: You fresh waters? Fresh? The,
1: the the freshest waters.
4: I was always denied those fresh waters. They always said there's a sink in the bathroom.
1: Oh, that's why you're always going in there. I thought you had incontinence.
4: No. See,
1: this it's is Because you were so thirsty.
4: This is what I'm saying. It was about
1: we, water going in your body not leaving.
4: We were supposed to be a team. And yet I was experiencing this extreme bathroom guilt. Uh, and all you wanted to do was win regionals.
1: I had dreams. I could have I left that house. I wouldn't be there with carpentry and Mother ten years later. There was
4: no changing that. I could have... Your mother had just fallen ill before regionals.
1: And then you took me to El Paso. We were in that dirty, dirty bar where you felt quite at home.
4: I don't always find acceptance. And when I do, I ask your indulgence that we spend a little time in it. Look, we're bouncing around from country club to country club, playing in tennis tournaments and we were kicking ass. We were unbeatable. We
1: were unbeatable, then why would you end it? Because it was a lie. (gasps) Oh, but why sometimes the lie is good enough? Sometimes it's better to live the lie than to live in the truth of your sick mother when you're turning her every hour.
4: You know what the truth is? What? The truth is my filthy jacket, is your sick mother, is your make believe named nurse. I don't believe the name You, Her name is Carpenteria! I don't believe it!
1: you never believed Celeste. in me, J.D. No,
4: that's not true.
1: J.D. What's become of us? I'm... I'm a shell of a person. I'm a paper-cracked peanut shell stuffed on the bottom of the dodger's floor.
4: Yes, you're seeing it. You're I seeing can't. the beauty I in c- the obscene.
1: I can't. I need to be resurrected. I can't. I can't let myself end this way. I have to... You've taken... You took every chance I had to get out of that gilded birdcage and and here I am, stuck in there, singing my heart out with my sick mother. It's a good thing
0: I happen to hear such grudge-filled conversation, huh? Anyway, there's a lot more gossip for me to share, and we haven't even gotten to the murder yet. Thank you for listening to Made Up Murder, featuring Kelly Nugent as Celeste, Patrick Ellers as JD, Raymond Liu as Pete, Vanessa Singleton as Madison, and Jen Kleinrock as Charlie special thanks to Kelly Nugent who produced and edited the episodes. My name is Ryan Mogey and I directed the show and created this earworm. Coming your way in three, two, one. Made up, made up murder. The only kind of murder that's ever good is made up, made up, murder.